0: You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, jean marie Penel. My intention is to share simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your life and home, as well as give you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created a safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solution with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Pennell. And today I have someone that I actually met in person because I know that oftentimes my guests we've just met online. But I met uh, Mercedes Samudio many, many years ago, actually at a business event. And we connected there and have been kind of in our spheres. And I am just so happy that you're finally here and that we can talk about parenting today.
1: Sounds good.
0: Yes, yes. So um, I always like to start with how do you define the art of parenting?
1: Oh, that is a really good question. And I think I define it as when you are ready to start taking your identity as a caregiver Seriously, and that's usually when you have an actual human in your life to do it with, and so I think the art of parenting is just that it is realizing that you've got this identity and that you are in this constant state of learning and growing
0: beautiful and and it's so true like when we and I think that goes beyond parenting as well, right? When we're ready to assume our identity, it's very important. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get too much involved in our conversation, I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you came to do the work that you're doing today.
1: Yeah, so I am not a parent, And I started doing this work because of the way I was raised and the upbringing that I had. And so I was raised by my step grandmother because my biological parents weren't able to care for me. And as a result of that relationship, it was a lot of abuse, a lot of emotional kind of upheaval. And it was really hard for me as a child. I went through a lot of different things because of that relationship. And when I got into psychology, I started to look at that dynamic of the parent-child relationship and how it influences both throughout their lifespan. And in my studies and in my internship, I really paid attention to working with parents and supporting them on what does that really mean to raise another human while you're trying to human as well. And from all of that work and from really kind of deciding that parents were my niche, I came up with shame-proof parenting, which is the philosophy that I currently use to work with parents as a therapist, as a parent coach, as I teach, as I mentor.
0: Beautiful. And I love how in your, you know, on your website you say I am the child of the parent that I want to help. Yes, which is so powerful because I think it's so true, you know, even in in our own parenting at least this is what I, you know, share with the parents that I work with is that The identity that we have as a parent really comes from our own childhood, right? So if you're the child, I just, I just find that very powerful, uh, especially as a therapist that you're, you're using that approach. Um, so thank you for that. So let's get into shame proof parenting. Please, like, I want to know more of what is this philosophy that you have developed over the years?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. And thank you for sharing Uh, how I weave in my identity as a human, as a therapist, because I think it is definitely a tricky space to be in. And so shame-proof parenting actually really does lay that foundation for the parent to continue their human journey while they are raising someone who is obviously human and is obviously developing as well. And so I often tell people shame-proof parenting is a framework. It's not a set of steps It has six tenets, and those tenets are empathy, knowing needs, resilience, confidence, support, and awareness. That's six. Um, And I think all of those tenets really help the parent to create a shame-proof family. It's not a family that doesn't deal with shame and completely ignores conflict. It's a family that when different things arise that cause conflict, disruption, or a rupture that can really kind of trigger our shame stories, the family uses these six kind of concepts if you will to repair themselves to repair each other and to still be a family unit at the end of whatever the rupture or the conflict was and that's kind of the just a shameproof parenting you are shameproof you're not shame free but you're really kind of shameproofing yourself if you will it's kind of like having a bulletproof vest around your family for whatever people throw at you all
0: Right. So when, so when you're, you're defining the, the shame proof, it's more like the shaming that you would get from the exterior of, of being told like you're not, you're not
1: doing it right. Yeah. So there's that, of course, right? That people will definitely critique you on your parenting. But it's also what you shared earlier, which is we all come from families. And so many of us come into our parenting world with shame stories already created from our parenting that we received or from seeing how other people raise kids. I often have parents that will tell me, I don't want to be like my parents, or I hope I'm half the person my parent is. And in both of those sentiments is a lot of narratives that you may or may not want to bring into your parenting. And so shame-proof parenting gives you another lens with which to look at, okay, how was I parented? What did that show me or what did that kind of influence in me? And then how do I want to really pay attention to that as I am developing my parent identity and really working with my child to become a human being and and a healthy human being at that.
0: Right. Right. And it's so true. Like that work on, you know, looking in words as to what, what, do we want to take from from our own childhood? Right. I mean, I know as children. I mean, I remember myself saying, "I'm never going to do that to my child," <laughs> because you know, you, you you experience things, and you're you know, and it's true that there's certain things that when I became a parent, I was very aware that there were certain parents' patterns. Excuse me, that I really did not want to repeat. But how, like. I'm sure that you do kind of an in-depth work with parents to maybe identify like where that underlying shame might be uh, triggered or living and such. And and how how do you go about that? Like to to help them really heal also, because I mean, shame is just, I think, one of the worst emotions that we could possibly (laughs) feel, but we, we need to heal it. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely use a lot of trauma informed kind of techniques. So I am trained in EMDR and brain spotting. So we definitely work on that EMDR briefly is eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. And that process usually helps people to figure out what is that traumatic event that continues to show up in my life or continues to trigger me. Uh, brain spotting kind of does something similar. Only what it focuses more so on is this idea that as I am learning more about my trauma, I'm also learning more about how to trust myself as I am meeting these triggers or paying attention to these triggers. And then on top of all of that, what we do a lot in my work with my intensives or with my kind of daily clients is we really focus in on who do you want to be as a parent, and what do we need to do to support you in feeling confident in that vision of yourself, whatever that looks like?
0: Hmm, I love that, and that's so so important. It is to identify who do I really want to be, right? Where where what what is that persona that I want to step into and and become? And I know that that a lot of the you know personal personal improvement world and all that talks a lot about that about that be do have uh kind of and, and it sounds it sounds similar to that when you're when you're describing it. Yeah, yeah, stepping into that. Um And you you also mentioned that uh, you have a parental identity development model. Can you can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I can. And so we talked a little bit about parental identity uh, as we were coming into the conversation. But parental identity, the development model actually asserts that as a parent, you are actually going on an identity journey as well. Just like your child is growing cognitively and socially and emotionally, a parent is figuring out who are they in this parental role. And so the model is a nine-stage model that starts with birth, if you will, and kind of even pre-birth and moves into parenting age child, right? A parenting age adult. And so what it does through each stage is it asks the parent to pay attention to what's being triggered in them as they are navigating their child's development. Um, A good example is in the toddler years, parents are learning a lot about acceptance Right. They're learning how to understand themselves at the exact same time as their child is developing autonomy and independence. And so in the parental identity development model, the task for the parent is to really pay attention to how do I accept myself as I am while watching my toddler develop a sense of who they are?
0: Oh that is powerful because it's true like we and and I know I I often say this like when I'm working with educators mostly because sometimes I feel that uh you know especially like early childhood educators are very skilled with working with the children but not so much with the parents sometimes. (laughs) And I feel that they kind of, you know, treat them like, well, you should know better. And, and, and I'm like, well, why should they know better? They're only three years old, they're only a three year old parent. So I love how that we're growing in stages too alongside our children. That makes so much sense.
1: It does. And I think it also alleviates a lot of the stress that you just mentioned, where oftentimes parents will put that undue stress on themselves. Like, why don't I know how to do this? Why am I not figuring this out? And then also, I think the world puts a lot of stress on parents, where if a four-year-old is doing something, they wonder, why haven't you trained that human yet? When there's no way to really train a human. And at four, both. The child and the the adult, right? The parent have only been doing this for four years. Neither of them knows what's going on. And so I think we often put this undue pressure on parents to get it figured out as soon as the child is here and parents take that on. And I think this is why the parental identity development model is going to be so revolutionary. It's going to show us all That if you are dealing with the parent of a toddler, their main task is to be figuring out how to accept themselves. It is not just to potty train. It is not to make your child hug everybody at the next Christmas dinner. It's really just to be paying attention to, well, my child is learning how to be independent and accept themselves for their abilities at this age. How do I learn how to do that for myself?
0: Right. It's almost like we're reparenting ourselves at that stage.
1: Yes, for sure. For sure. And I think our kids trigger that because when you watch your toddler struggle, you have to sit with, well, how do I deal with my own patience when I struggle? How do I deal with my own you know, self-worth when I have a hard time getting things together? For my toddler, he can't put his shoes on, but for me, I can't seem to get my to-do list done, right? And so you're really starting to parallel that human experience by watching your child try to human.
0: Right. And then would, would it make sense also that your, if maybe there was trauma in those years of your childhood, like when you're seeing your child, you know, live through that, I guess, live those years, you're being triggered maybe even more?
1: Yes. And I think that's something that we often forget sometimes too, for ourselves, that a lot of things happened to us when we were kids that we couldn't make sense of and that we didn't know. And we forget how much influence those events have in our lives now. And so that's why I kind of brought up some of the trauma-informed interventions that I use because that often happens with my parents as we begin to look at the toddler years or the middle childhood or even adolescence, parents begin to recount stories of how they were treated at that time in their life. And I think it's even more compounded when it's the same gender. So if you're a mother of a daughter, right, and you're dealing with what that meant to be, you know, female in your family or to kind of be this way in your family, I think it gets even more compounded because you also are not just looking at your child. You're also seeing yourself through that lens again. Right. Was I cared for at this age? Well, no, no one cared for me. So then how do I care for someone else when no one was there for me? It's all new. And so the developmental model gives us a space to say, well, if. You did not have someone to care for you at this age. The parental identity development model will let that parent know this is your task too. You actually get to reparent yourself in this moment too. Hmm.
0: Hmm. That's that's very, very powerful. And it, it reminds me of something that I just kind of, I, I guess I sort of knew, but kind of uncovered recently is this whole kind of the waves of grief and how if you're if you've lost a parent like early on, when you become the age that your parent passed, like there's a whole new wave of grief, and it, it just it, it there's like there seems to be a connection in that of just how you know our our I guess our emotional evolution or or you know how we how we develop or mature comes in the in these waves.
1: Yes. And I I love that you weave in grief because I think there's a huge bout of grief in parenting, because no matter what you decide to do with your kids, you are going to grieve that maybe that wasn't something you were able to experience yourself.
0: Hmm. And so
1: whether it is the death of a parent, meaning that there were a lot of milestones that parent didn't get to be a part of with you, or whether it was abuse, right? Or whether it was some other form of event that happened, When you get to that age with your child, you are contending with, this wasn't a healthy period of time for me, which means I probably don't have the skill set yet to manage it, which means I probably also don't know what I'm supposed to be doing for my child. I don't know if they're supposed to have these feelings. I don't know if they're supposed to be talking to me like this, right? And so I think, again, going back to that model, the model reminds us that if your child is dealing with this these are the things that you can be dealing with at the same time simultaneously and it gives us just this ground to say even though i don't know i know that in this period this is what me and my child are dealing with and i think it just gives us kind of a ground if you will to try to figure out what comes next in this grief cycle in this parenting journey
0: right right and 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 not to not to dwell on grief but i think there's also sometimes the maybe the loss of identity when, when we become parent, I mean, it's not, I don't know if it's a loss of identity, or just stepping into a new identity, because I mean, now we are like 100% responsible for this other human. Uh, And so we don't, you know, we, we we kind of have lost this, you know, the, the carefree of, you know, being able to just walk out our door whenever we feel like it. So is that, is that like part of the work that you're doing with parents too is kind of reevaluating our identity from from being you know a one person show to now having somebody that's 100% dependent on you
1: Yes. And I think it's a bit of both. I think there is a new identity emerging, hence the parental identity development model. But I also think it is the loss of a piece of who you are. Because once you become a parent, you never go back to not being a parent, no matter what happens in the course of you and your child's relationship. And so you do kind of lose this sense of identity where you were single, or you were just taking care of yourself only, to now for pretty much the rest of the time both of you are here, you'll be That brain space will now be occupied with your child in that parenting space. And so I think that's a huge thing to think about. A loss of an identity while at the same time gaining a new identity. And for a lot of parents, I think that can be really difficult, especially if the identity that they're losing felt very grounded. They felt like they knew what they were doing. They felt like they understood themselves. Because when you step into parenting, there's none of that. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of chaos, you know. And so it can be really hard to 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 leave an identity that felt solid that you knew, and to start a whole new identity that has no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. So so how do you work with parents when they are expecting like to to ease them into this new identity and to really embrace it.
1: I wish more parents would come to me when they were expecting, obviously. but I, what I often do is we talk about kind of what is your vision for this? We talk about as you're coming into it, what are you thinking? What are your what are your goals? what are your mindsets? Um, It's a very important piece of the parental identity development model actually called kind of at this point it's called pregnancy. But it's also about that pre-birth space, right, where no matter what's going on, whether it's surrogacy or adoption or uh, natural kind of, you know, full term pregnancy, whatever it is, you're in a mind space now where you're about to come into raising another human that is going to need you 24-7 for a nice amount of years And so I often like to start with how does it feel to know that you're stepping into this? And I leave it that broad because as we begin to look at how we feel, we begin to understand more about how we're coming into that identity. All the narratives, all the shame, all the ideas, all of that we begin to work into how is that going to be the foundation of your parental identity? What is that going to look like as you spring off into raising a child?
0: Right. And, and, and I guess sometimes your, your expectations and, and, and all of that. Yes. And it's, and it's interesting, because just this morning, I was talking to a father about, you know, his expectations and, and, I, I'm not gonna reveal it, but it, it just took a, a different twist to anything that he had expected. And it's just it's just so important, I think, you know, and when you say, Oh, I wish parents would come sooner, I'm the same way, you know. I'm just like, please, just like let's do some preventive work here. Let's let's set you up for for you know a good birth experience, for a good you know foundation, beginning, and and all this, and and do this in a work before, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, I'm uh, you're singing to the choir. <laughs> it's just I just wish that there was more emphasis on preparing ourselves to be parents. Right? We 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 prepare for so many things, but yet parenting, which is I think the most important job is there's no preparation. But anyways, get off my soapbox. Um, so I know, uh, Mercedes, that you, you are somewhat pressed for time. So I'm going to start wrapping this up to, to just give you, uh, that time. So I would love if you could maybe wrap things up with, with maybe some, you know, wise words or just kind of some closing thoughts as to what you want our listeners who are mostly parents uh, want to, to hear and kind of, you know, give them some words of encouragement to, to do this important work.
1: Yes. And so what I always say, and I'll, I'll keep it short, it's never too late to make a change in your parenting, whether your kids are still in grade school or whether they're out on their own. Once you decide, I don't want to parent this way, or this is not how I want to show up as, in a, as a parent, it's the day that you can now make that change. It doesn't matter how old your kids are.
0: Hmm, beautiful. Thank you. That's very encouraging because it's true. We always think like, oh my gosh, you know, I should have done this or should have done that. But that goes back to that shame, right? We're even shaming ourselves. So let's stop that. Yes. Thank you. Where where can uh, our listeners uh, learn more about your work?
1: Yes. The best place you can find me is on my website, which is shameproofparenting.com. From there, you can get my book and you can find me on socials.
0: Okay, perfect. And I will have all those links in the show notes. So it was a delight uh, finally connecting with you and having this conversation. Um, And I'm sure we'll have many more. So thank you for coming on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Have you been searching for the owner's manual to your child? Or did you just misplace it? Are you tired of trying to figure out this whole parenting puzzle, not knowing what to do when it comes to tantrums, hitting or biting, sibling rivalry, potty training, proper sleep habits, or just plain wanting a better relationship with your child? You know, I've been at this for a while now and wanted to share my own parenting manual. It's called The Parenting School, and I've created it with you in mind. Give your child and yourself the gift of mindful parenting in just a few short weeks and discover all the tools you'll ever need to parent without losing your patience, giving in, or worrying that you're messing up. If you're yearning to be more patient and present with your child while finding balance in your own life, then you already know that you need effective parenting tools and ongoing support. You know you weren't meant to be raising children alone. And you probably already know that having the right parenting tools during moments of conflict is the key to staying grounded, responding with empathy, and strengthening your parent-child relationship. You've probably sensed that you'd be a more confident parent if you had a like-minded community supporting and encouraging you. Your skills have gotten you this far, But most days, you still feel like you're making it up as you go. So here's what I've got for you. Reliable parenting principles that will allow you to finally set boundaries you can confidently uphold, communicate effectively with your child, declutter your home to enhance your child's independence, learning, and family harmony, and find more time to do the things you love. This is what the parenting school is all about. During this digital parenting course, you'll get weekly modules with lessons focused on key areas to get you where you want to be. These modules come packed full of video tutorials, journal prompts, actionable activities, expert interviews, and more, as well as weekly Lifeline group mentoring calls where I answer your questions personally, plus a virtual village with like-minded parents supporting each other during this deep-dive parenting intensive. I'll also include some extra special bonuses to keep you inspired and motivated along the way. So if this sounds too good to be true and you're ready to up-level your parenting skills, as well as your family's well-being, head on over to The Parenting School at voilamontessori.com tps dash enroll. That's TPS for the parenting school, dash enroll. To learn more about the, all the benefits of this fabulous interactive digital course I've created just for you. And by the way, I've also added the link in the show notes for you. Looking forward to supporting you and your family. hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Art of Parenting podcast. And if you did, please share it with your loved ones and make sure to leave a review so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.